Welcome to our podcast for Sunday the 16th of August. We'll begin as always with our reading from Scripture. I'll read today from Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 28. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from the vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Amen, and may God add his blessing to this reading of his word. I wonder what you do with your scraps from the table. It's a serious business these days. Think about those vegetable peelings, the half-eaten melon, the spilled pasta, the cut-off crusts of bread. All of it goes straight out and into the bin. Hopefully the brown bin, but nevertheless, it's wasted. I am certainly guilty of that. You know, according to reports in the UK, we waste nine and a half million tonnes of food per year. Just discarded, spoiled. And this is at a time when folk in Britain are hungry and we've resorted to providing food banks for the poorest. Not to mention over 800 million people worldwide who don't get enough to eat. Scarcity in a time of seeming abundance. And yet no one seems to agree on how to sort the problem. Food, even the most meagre scraps and crumbs, can be a troublesome topic. And from the story that we just heard, we realise that the same could be said in Jesus' time as well. Jesus is walking into the territory of Tyre and Sidon, the Lebanon. He's going into an area filled with Gentiles, people who aren't like him who have a different story, who don't worship like him, who don't eat like him, their history's different. And he's just had a debate about eating and diet and cleanliness. We can imagine after all of that, he just wants to be left alone, to get to wherever he was going and lay his head down for the night. Yet a woman called out to him, a Canaanite woman, now, already the disciples are weary. They're thinking, a Canaanite? Oh no, we shouldn't be associating with them. They're bad. They've always been bad. They're unclean. They don't worship our God. What could this woman possibly want? And yet there she is, in the middle of the street, wailing. Wailing, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David, help me. My daughter is not well. 
She's tormented by a demon. But Jesus doesn't say anything. He just keeps going, head down, seemingly ignoring the interruption. But there she is, still crying out, creating a scene. Get lost, woman, one of the other disciples might have yelled. Get her out of here, send her away. She just keeps shouting after us. And then Jesus pauses and he turns back to the woman. Now this is where we'd expect Jesus of all people to understand this woman's situation. We'd expect this scene to go something like this. A woman cries out, the disciples scoff, Jesus heals and we all learn a valuable lesson. But that's just not what happens. In fact, Jesus almost comes off sounding a wee bit harsh. He says, I'm here to feed the children of Israel, not the Canaanites, not you. It's not fair to take the children's bread and feed it to the dogs now, is it? What is Jesus saying here? Christians have been debating this for centuries. Maybe Jesus was just grumpy. Maybe he was testing her. Maybe the human side of him was mistaken. We could tie ourselves in theological knots trying to find the true answer, but maybe we should hear this encounter as a parable within the larger story that Matthew's telling. Perhaps we should think of it as something like a conundrum with various answers. You see, what matters most in this story is not the initial rejection, but the action that follows. I shouldn't throw the food to the dogs, Jesus says. Yes, Lord, replies the woman. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Surely even we Canaanites are entitled to the scraps, aren't we? Can you imagine the looks on the disciples' faces when they heard that? Their mouths and their eyes would be wide open. What did she just say to him? Did she just talk back at our Lord? It was a brave act on her part. Those bold and disturbing words. An action that rattled everyone. Now we can't read Jesus' mind in this story. And we'll probably never know why he acted the way he did. But we do know that he was moved by what the Canaanite woman said. He was moved by her passion and her persistence and her faith. Jesus grants her the mercy that she thought. He heals her daughter and restores their family. The experience of the Canaanite woman shows us that faith is not always simple or straightforward. Speaking up for ourselves and others, speaking up about unfairness, challenging the status quo, these aren't signs of weak faith or a lack of faith. No. Jesus states this type of persistence is great faith. Great faith indeed. The Canaanite woman comes in a long line of gutsy biblical figures who simply do not take no for an answer. I wonder where is the Canaanite woman today? Who is she? Perhaps she's part of our population who don't have enough food to eat. Or maybe she's 
one of the millions who face daily violence and abuse, or perhaps the countless many who live with addiction or mental health issues. How many times in our lives are we like the disciples, trying to ignore these rather inconvenient problems? Oh, I just don't have time for this today. I've already given to charity this week. Well, he's just going to waste it anyway, isn't he? How often do we sidestep someone who's crying out to us for help? And do we even get a little defensive or even offended when someone else points out an injustice to us? Now maybe you've been on the other side too. Have you ever reached out to others, perhaps even good church-going Christians, only to be quietened down, shooed away or dismissed with a callous comment? Why aren't people listening to me? You might say, I feel like I'm invisible. We live in a world that's hungry. And not just physical hunger, but spiritual hunger too. People all around us long to be fed by things that have meaning and substance. We long to be part of something bigger, to be given direction, to be loved. And some of us are so desperate that we might cry out in the street, have mercy on me, just a crumb, just a scrap will do. Part of our Christian journey is to listen. To listen for those people calling out in pain or hunger or torment. To be attuned to their needs. To meet them where they are. To let them speak to us in their own terms. And sometimes they seem as strange and foreign as that Canaanite woman. What she has to say to us today may sound as disturbing as her words to Jesus. They may even shake our world view and challenge our assumptions. And if you listening today are the Canaanite woman, if you're the one crying out in the streets to no avail, don't be afraid. Take heart. Don't apologise for your persistence. God hears you. And even in times of struggle and de doubt, God proclaims your faith to be great. It's no coincidence that after this encounter with the Canaanite woman, the next thing that Jesus does in Matthew's story is to go down to the sea and meet with a crowd of 4,000 hungry people. And he will feed all 4,000 of them from just seven loaves of bread and seven wee fish. You see, God has this amazing ability to bring about change in the most astonishing ways through the most unexpected people. God's work in our lives is always surprising us, always disturbing us, always shaking up our world view. God makes abundance out of scarcity. God is constantly taking the scraps from our table, the crumbs that we discard, and turning them into a feast. A feast of which we are all invited. And so I thank that Canaanite woman, that unnamed saint, because through her perseverance, through her outspokenness, we, we get a glimpse of God's vision for our world. It's a world where grace comes to us in the most unexpected ways, 
where the smallest speak with the loudest voices, and the powerful act with humility. It's a world where soup kitchens become banquet halls. It's a world where all of us, each and every one of us, have life. Life that cannot be taken from us. Eternal life. Like the Canaanite woman, we too hold tightly to the promise of the Lord, the son of David. Brothers and sisters, he says to us today, great is your faith, let it be done for you as you wish. God's mercy and love are for everyone, for those with little faith and those with great faith, for those who are hungry and those who are full, for the disciples and the Canaanite women, for me and for you. So what we do with the scraps, those crumbs, collecting on our table, as well, maybe, maybe we could use them to nourish a hungry world. Let's pray. God of abundance, we give you thanks for people like that Canaanite woman, for people who rattle us with the truth. Help us to be ever mindful of the voices of others, to those who cry out for mercy. Feed all of us with your grace and bring us to the day when all may gather at your banquet table. We pray in the name of Jesus, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>